Welcome to the mystical world of Catholicism, where we explore the practices and experiences of those who have sought a deeper connection with God through prayer and contemplation. I'm your host, Lainey Solis, and together we will delve into the mystics of the Catholic Church, including St. Padre Pio and St. Teresa of Avila, while also examining the role of mysticism in modern Catholicism. Join me on this journey of spiritual discovery as we uncover the beauty and depth of Catholic mysticism. Hey there, friends. Welcome to another episode of the Mystical World of Catholicism. It's another week filled with Faustina. The more I read her diary, the more I see where I am truly lacking. But I'm excited to jump into this episode, so let's continue on our journey with St. Faustina. Last time, we left off with letting Jesus come into our hearts just as St. Faustina had locked him away in her own heart. And if you missed it or are not yet subscribed to the book club over on Patreon, the patrons received an exclusive episode where we covered Faustina's early convent life and the deep torments she experienced. You can check that out and become a member over at patreon.com slash mysticalworldofcatholicism. But in today's episode, we meet St. Faustina in the midst of another task given to her by Jesus. He has asked her to request from Mother Superior that she be allowed to wear a hair shirt for seven days and every night for those seven days to go to the chapel. Now, if you're like me, you're probably wondering, what the heck is a hair shirt? A hair shirt was a type of penitential woven garment or shirt made from, oftentimes, goat hair. This shirt would be worn directly against skin so that the coarse hair would rub and scratch the skin.
So let's not be fooled. Jesus is very clear in his love for us, and he will never deceive us. Next in her diary, St. Faustina talks about two visions she had. She says this, On one occasion, I was reflecting on the Holy Trinity, on the essence of God. I absolutely wanted to know and fathom who God is. In an instant, my spirit was caught up into what seemed to be the next world. I saw an inaccessible light, and in this light would appear like three sources of light which I could not understand. And out of that light came words in the form of lightning, which encircled heaven and earth, not understanding anything. I was very sad. Suddenly, from this sea of inaccessible light came our dearly beloved Savior, utterly beautiful with his shining wounds. And from this light came a voice which said, Who God is in essence, who God is in his essence, no one will fathom, neither the mind of angels nor of man. Jesus said to me, Get to know God by contemplating his attributes. A moment later, he traced the sign of the cross with his hand and vanished. I find this very interesting because while St. Faustina may not have understood what the three light sources are, if you are Christian, I would hope or at least think that you would also have the same thought that I did, which is that these three light sources represent the Trinity or the three persons that are God. Three in one, right? That is what the Trinity is. And that is what I, and that is, and that is what I called to mind when reading this vision. The three light sources made me think of the Trinity. Now, as far as the out of that lightning came words or out of that light came words in the form of lightning, which encircled heaven and earth. That I am also a little stumped on, <laughs> as uh, just as Faustina, just as Saint Faustina was. The only thing I can think of is now I can barely handle rough edges of thread rubbing my skin. I can only imagine how uncomfortable and unbearable it would be to try and wear a hair shirt. When Faustina went to ask Mother Superior if she could wear a hair shirt, she was immediately denied her request. Mother Superior said to her that she would only allow it if Jesus gave Faustina the strength of Colossus. That should tell you just how bad the experience of a hair shirt is. After leaving Mother Superior, St. Faustina sees Jesus and shares that her request has been denied. Jesus responds saying, I don't demand mortification from you, but obedience. By obedience, you give great glory to me and gain merit for yourself. Now, I really enjoyed this part right here because this gives us so much insight into God's character. Because I'm sure oftentimes, because we all suffer, that there have been moments in our lives where we might feel as if God is punishing us or that he enjoys our suffering. But none of that is true. It is not that Jesus 
desires for us to suffer. No suffering is so when it happens because justice calls for it. But what God truly desires from us and values is obedience. We can see this in the Bible as well when Abram obeys God and takes his son to be slaughtered as an offering. But what does God do? He stops him because it is not the suffering that God desires, but to see the obedience of Abram, to see how far Abram would go in his faith in God. Would Abram give his only son as a sacrifice? Just as God later in the New Testament will give his only son as a sacrifice for us. Non-Faustina's diary it skips a little bit, and now Faustina starts to talk about an encounter she had with one of the mothers. There were those in the convent that knew of her close relationship with Jesus, but not all were friendly to her. I'm sure we could all imagine that there was probably some jealousy around her relationship with Christ. I know I would be jealous. I would want that same relationship. So she has this encounter with one of the mothers. When hearing about Faustina's relationship with Jesus, she tells her that Jesus would never associate with sinful souls like her because he only associates with saints. Now, if you've read your Bible, this is very laughable considering that Christ surrounds himself oftentimes with the lowly in society, the sinful in society. And so, although this is a lie, the comment affected St. Faustina very deeply, and it made her question and mistrust Jesus. She says that in one of her morning talks with Jesus, which just pause for a moment, she has morning talks with Jesus, and she describes it as morning talks, and I so much love that, because I feel like sometimes for us, prayer can feel like a task or like something you have to do, rather than it being an opportunity to get time with Jesus, to just chat with him like you would any other friend. Anyway, I'll hop off my little tangent. Um, She asks him, are you an illusion? To which Jesus replied, my love deceives no one. I found this to be very comforting. I'm sure for you, as there have been for me, moments in my life where something someone says affects my ability to discern what is true. Maybe not just friends or family, but even in our world of social media and overwhelming access to information, it can be hard to discern what is good and what is true and what is moral. But when it comes to Jesus being present in our lives, it is simpler than we perceive it to be to recognize him. Jesus does not deceive. His love is not deceptive or manipulative. Jesus does not cause confusion or play with our emotions or hearts. The only being that confuses, manipulates, lies, or preys on our emotions is Satan. Satan is the only one that is deceptive. So in your life, if you're ever feeling unsure, if you're ever doubting, Pray. Ask God to show you the way because he is not going to deceive you. He is not going to make you feel unsure or scared or confused. 
He will give you clarity because he loves you. So next in St. Faustina's diary, she talks about two visions. In this first vision, she talks about reflecting on the Holy Trinity, on the essence of God, because she absolutely wants to know and fathom who God is. So as she's contemplating and reflecting, she says that in an instant, her spirit was caught up into what seemed to be the next world. She saw an inaccessible light, and in that light appeared three sources of light, which she could not understand. And out of that light came words in the form of lightning, which encircled heaven and earth. Not understanding anything, she was very sad. But then suddenly from the sea of inaccessible light came clearly the beloved Savior, utterly beautiful with his shining wounds. And from this light came a voice which said, Who God is in his essence, no one will fathom, neither the mind of angels nor of man. Jesus said to me, get to know God by contemplating his attributes. A moment later, he traced the sign of the cross with his hand and vanished. I don't know about you, but this also gave me some consolation. Because as human beings, we always seem to like to have all of the answers. We like to be able to comprehend everything that is of the world. But for Jesus to say that no one will fathom his essence, neither the mind of angels nor of man, it makes me feel like I don't have to struggle so hard in trying to wrap my mind around some things. And that, you know, like that's truly what faith is, right? You take what Christ tells you, what God tells you, and you believe. You have faith that what he's telling you is true. So take the Trinity, for example. In this vision, for me, I can at least understand that the three light sources are Father, Son, Holy Spirit. That these three light sources most likely represent God being three beings and one. Now the other part of it, I'm also at a loss <laughs> with the light came, coming out as words from lightning and that they encircled the heaven and the earth. But when Jesus says to contemplate God by his attributes, now that, that is achievable, that I can do. And all we have to do is turn to our Bible and read the Bible to get to know God's character and to truly understand who he is. Now this next vision, Faustina describes that one day she saw a big crowd of people in our chapel and in front of the chapel and in the street because there was no room for them inside and that the, the, and that the chapel was decorated for a feast and there was a lot of clergy near the altar than her sisters and those of many other congregations. And they were waiting for a person who was to take a place at the altar. And suddenly she hears a voice saying that she is to take the place at the altar. But as soon as she left the corridor to go across the yard and enter the chapel, 
All these people began to throw at her whatever they had at hand, whether it be mud, stones, sand, brooms. And at first she hesitated to go forward, but the voice kept calling and beckoning to her more earnestly, so she walked on bravely. When she entered the chapel, her superiors, the sisters, the students, and even her parents started to hit her with whatever they could. So whether she wanted to or not, she quickly took the place on the altar. But as soon as she was there, these same people began to hold their arms out to ask her for graces. And she describes that for her, she did not bear any grudge against them for having thrown all of these things at her. And that she was actually surprised at herself that she felt a very special love precisely for those persons who had forced her to go more quickly to her appointed place. And at the same time, her soul was filled with an ineffable happiness, and she heard these words, Do whatever you wish, distribute graces as you will, to whom you will, and when you will. Then instantly, the vision disappeared. When first reading this, it called to mind Jesus and his passion, and how the Jews and the Romans taunted him, jeered him, cast stones at him, beat him. His own people, those close to him, betrayed him. But yet, he took his rightful place and was pushed to his rightful place faster, more quickly because of it. And I can only imagine that the same emotion that Faustina was feeling, Jesus had for us as well while he was hanging on that cross. Because we were those same people that then turned around, held out our arms and asked for graces from him after the torture that he had gone through. But Jesus, just like Faustina is experiencing here, felt no grudge or hatred against us, but rather Christ has a very special love precisely for us who had forced him to go more quickly to his appointed place. And that blows my mind because I'm sure it's because of human nature, right? Like when we experience stones being casted at us or being hurt by those that are close to us, it makes us angry. It makes us hold grudges. It makes us feel hatred. So to fathom that Christ, even Faustina, could feel this way towards those that caused them pain, even if for Faustina it was a vision, that they would bear no grudge, feel no anger, but rather feel love for those people. And truly, that is what I strive for when talking about being Christ-like. I feel like that is the essence of what it means to follow Christ. In that you will have those close to you or even strangers admonish you, persecute you for following Christ. And yet we are called to love them. So my task for you this week. <laughs> if you find yourself 
in moments of feeling hurt by those around you, whether it be friend, family, co-worker, whatever it may be. Hurt, frustration, what have you. I challenge you to pause, think about maybe how they are feeling from their perspective, and accept the situation for which you have just experienced, and give thanks to God for that experience, and thank God for those people in your life, because no matter what happens in life, To follow Jesus is not just accepting the good, it is accepting the good with the bad that we will experience in this life and giving praise and thanks anyway. Because every situation, every moment, every encounter we have, whether it be good or bad experience, is a learning experience, is an opportunity to love our brother or sister in Christ, regardless of how they are treating us. And that is honestly the ultimate challenge as human beings is to is to love people even when they are not expressing love to you. So that is all I have for you this week. There will be another exclusive episode posted to the book club over on Patreon tomorrow is the plan on Tuesday. So if you would like access to another episode like this one, where we continue um, in St. Faustina's diary, then head on over to patreon.com slash mystical world of Catholicism. And if you're new here and you would like to follow me on social media, you can find me on Instagram and I'm even on TikTok now at the mystical Catholic. And you could also share this episode with a friend if you really enjoyed it. I would love to get the word out about the podcast, and that's one way that you could help me out in doing so. I really appreciate you being here and listening, and I will see you next time. May the peace and light of Christ be with you always. Bye.